Hello, friends. Welcome to Emmanuel Cares, a podcast of Emmanuel Lutheran Church of Shirley, Wisconsin. I am Pastor Dave Rudat. Today we are continuing our sermon series on the crucial hours, those critical moments between Maundy Thursday and Good Friday. Today our sermon theme is Avoid Tragedy with the Two Steps of Repentance. We are looking at Matthew chapter 27, verses 3 and 4, and we're looking at the tragedy of that crucial moment for the disciple named Judas. Today, instead of our getting a sermon podcast, I'm just going to give you my devotional thoughts. It's about five minutes after church has ended. The church is empty. I'm sitting here in my office, and I have the, the thoughts that we talked about and that, that I preached on still fresh in my mind. So without further ado, let's talk about avoiding tragedy with two steps of repentance. Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father, through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. God's word for today from Matthew chapter 27, beginning at verse 3. Then when Judas, who had betrayed Jesus, saw that Jesus was condemned, he felt remorse. He brought back the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders and said, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. But they said, What is that to us? That is your problem. This is God's word. I invite you to pray with me. Direct us now, gracious Lord, to hear aright your holy word. Assist your minister to preach and let the Holy Spirit teach. And let eternal life be found by all who hear the gospel sound. Amen. Dear friends in Christ, Crucial hours, some of these crucial hours we've been looking at, crucial moments between Maundy Thursday and Good Friday are well known to us. We we hear them every year. We expect them to come. Sometimes we've looked at some crucial moments that are so small, and, and if we're not paying attention, we would skip right over them to look at these bigger moments. But even the small moments are crucial because we see ourselves better and we see Jesus better. Judas is an example of a tragedy with missed opportunities and wasted potential. He had a crucial moment on Good Friday moment, Good Friday morning. Judas was a man of wasted potential. He was there to hear Jesus's sermons. He was there to see Jesus's miracles. He was actually, you know, sent out to drive out demons. And he was among those who reported back to Jesus, even the demons submit to us in your name. So much potential for Judas. But it was wasted. You see, there was a sin that Judas harbored in his heart, a secret sin that became public and that led to a tragedy. His secret sin was greed. The Holy Spirit tells us that Judas was a trusted member of the, of the disciples. They gave him the purse, the, 
they gave him all the money bag. So he was in charge of uh, the money for Jesus and the 12 disciples. Now, they weren't rich, but they weren't poor either. They needed funds for day-to-day and for events. Those kinds of details are not known to us. We just know Judas was given that responsibility, and we do know secretly Judas was taking from this bag. That greed, which was left unchecked, turned to a more public sin. Saturday before Palm Sunday, Jesus is at the home of Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. And Mary takes a jar of expensive perfume and pours it on Jesus' feet. Jesus tells us it was to prepare for his burial. We don't know why she did it. Perhaps she did it out of thanks for returning her brother to Jesus. Perhaps she was thinking of his upcoming sufferings and death. Anyway, Judas saw this event and said that it was such a waste of money. The money could have been, the the jar of expensive perfume could have been sold and the money could have been used to help the less fortunate. Of course, we can read between the lines and see that Judas was actually thinking about himself, how he could get a little bit of that money. As Holy Week went along, Judas also saw another opportunity to benefit financially from Jesus. He went to the uh, chief priests and the elders and the leaders of of God's people there in Jerusalem and offered to betray Jesus over to them, to point Jesus out, maybe if it's a time of darkness, a time when they can't figure out which one of the people is Jesus. Judas says, I've been with him for three years. I can point him out to you. I will hand him over. And the price they agreed on was the price of a slave at that time, 30 pieces of silver. Why did Judas do it? greed. The unfortunate thing about sin, if left unchecked, it takes us down a path that drives a wedge between us and those we love, between us and God, between us and our Savior. Sometimes I think of how a drug addict, they just want that next fix so they will do all kinds of things to those they love, the, all kinds of bridges being burned just to get their next fix. They become, sin has made them so focused inward, so selfish that they will do anything, say anything, betray anyone. Sin, it doesn't have to be a drug addict. Sin just does that. Sin leads us away from God, leads us away from our Savior, and it turns us inward to ourselves. And that is a tragedy. When we, as Christians, let sin do that, when we let sin fester and grow in our hearts without confessing that sin to God, It's dangerous. No sin is good. Oftentimes people who are caught in a sin will say, well, it's not hurting anybody. Just me. I'm not, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not hurting anyone. 
You have to wonder if that's what Judas was thinking in his mind. We don't know, obviously, what was going through his mind. Handing over Jesus to the elders, did he think, it's not going to hurt anybody. Perhaps Jesus will get out of this. Now, Jesus warns him on Monday, Thursday, tells him that he's not planning on getting out of anything, that he's going to suffer and die, that he's going to be betrayed over to the hands of men. He he warns Judas specifically, whether or not Judas was paying attention or whether Judas thought Jesus would get away unscathed. There's a lot about Judas and his mental state that we don't know. We don't have a documentary that we can watch like a 30 for 30 on Judas where he could let, let us in on all of his inner workings of his inner mind and thought. We just know that when Jesus was convicted and it was, looked like he was going to die, that Judas felt remorse. Have you ever had uh, buyer's remorse? You order something online or you go to the store and you are all excited about the thing you're going to buy. Maybe it's a gun. Maybe it's uh, clothes. Maybe it's jewelry. Maybe it's a car even. And you think, man, my life is going to be so much better once I have this thing. And then it comes home with you and the next day you realize, this is not for me. This didn't do it. Buyer's remorse. Retail therapy gone bad. Remorse is just that feeling we have when we realize that we have done something that we regret. It's the first step of repentance when we look at something that we have done and we say, it was wrong that I did that. To Judas's credit, he actually recognized that what he had done was a sin. He said, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. On Friday morning, Judas had a moment of clarity. He knew exactly what he had done. And he felt terrible about it. Remorse, buyer's remorse, or seller's remorse, I guess, because he sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. But what did he do with that information? What did he do with himself when he was sitting there with that remorse? He does what most sinners do thinking that they can do something to get back into God's good favor. He thinking that they can fix it with their effort or with the, uh, their work. Judas throws the money on the floor, says, here's your money back. Perhaps he thought they would let Jesus go. Judas gave that confession that this Jesus that they have is not guilty of anything. He's not worthy of any crime, certainly not worthy of a crime of death. That's always the first step of of repentance is contrition, and Judas had that going for him. Unfortunately, the second step was missing, and the second step is faith fueled by forgiveness. Faith, fueled by forgiveness. Believing that your sin is taken away. Believing that God does forgive you. That can only really come when God announces that forgiveness to you. We believe that God will forgive us, not because of anything we have done, but because Jesus died for us. We have that faith when we confess our sins 
But that faith needs to be fed. It needs to be nourished with the message of forgiveness. Judas did not have that. Here is a great missed opportunity with Judas. Judas is going to religious leaders. He is confessing his sin. He has done something wrong and evil. And the religious leaders say back to him, what is that to us? That's your problem. They were the ones that were supposed to tell him about a God who forgives, a God who's going to send a suffering servant that's going to suffer for the sins of the world. They were the ones that were to direct Judas to the altar there in Jerusalem, kill an animal. Instead, they left Judas alone. And what does sin do? What does remorse do when left alone? That's the tragedy of Judas, spiraling out of control. There's no way that he can find resolution. There's no way that he could get rid of that guilt. It seemed like he had gone too far. There's no one he could turn to. And so the Bible tells us that Judas took his own life. That was his ultimate solution to his problem. That was his ultimate fix. And it was a perilous one. Taking your own life is never, never a good thing to consider. Committing the fifth commandment against yourself. Not sure if you can repent before you die. There's all kinds of uncertainty there. There's all kinds of, shall we say, unanswered questions. We know that murder is a sin and that completing suicide is a sin. And it hurts those we leave behind. They don't have the comforting assurance of your your faith because you've given up on God, the God who says to you um, uh, in his word that uh, your times are in his hands when you've taken those, your time, your life, and put it in your own hands. You've there's There's just so many unresolved issues, so many things that makes it difficult for those who are left behind. Often those who are thinking about completing suicide are thinking about it would be better if I weren't around. God doesn't share that, that opinion. In fact, Jesus wants you to turn to him in repentance. Contrition, yes, but also find from Jesus forgiveness. It is, seems just so unnatural that uh, for us to run to the one that we betrayed, to run to the one who hurt who we hurt, to run to the one who we offended, to go to him and say, I have sinned against you because I'm a sinner. And to have that Jesus say to us, I took on your sin, I took on your guilt, I took on your pain. I took on whatever you offended me with, at whatever uh, you, your betrayal of me, your hurt, your offense, your sin was taken on me on the cross and I paid for it in full. God no longer has anger towards you. He forgives 
because of what Jesus has done on the cross. So, dear friends, don't let sin fester and grow in your life where it starts from something secret because that's going to lead to something more open and it's going to lead you down a path that's going to lead you further and further away from the God who loves you and forgives you and wants you to be in heaven forever. The path that Judas is on, that tragic path that led to his own death, is a path that sin takes us down. Any sin. Because when we are in that sin, when we are come to our senses, when we uh, come to remorse, there's no way that we can get rid of that guilt. There's nothing we can do to fix it except turn to the one that we have offended. Turn to Jesus and hear his wonderful forgiveness. That's why there are pastors, faithful pastors, in your life. That's why I'm here for you. So that you don't continue going down that path. Whatever sin you've got hidden, confess it out loud to your God. And hear his wonderful forgiveness that Jesus has taken away your sin. Your guilt has been paid for. Yes, even the sin of betraying Jesus is paid for on the cross. Jesus took on all sin. He has paid for every sin. God so loved the world and that includes you. Avoid tragedy, dear friends, with the two steps of repentance. When you are filled with remorse, take it to the next step. That faith fueled by forgiveness. A forgiveness that is found in Jesus Christ. Because he went through those crucial hours so many, many years ago. Amen. The peace of God, which is beyond all human understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.